Um, yeah, so how do you feel about being released from the COVID's death grip finally? <laughs> I feel blessed. It feels good to be back. <laughs> I know, we finally can record in um, the same room. Um, because our magnum opus last time was... <laughs> By the way... We did quite the unexpected numbers. Congratulations to us on the listenership. I know. People are tuning in. That's crazy. I haven't even been promoting other than sliding into some Reddit DM with people <laughs> that seem cool and hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly... I would be really thrilled with that kind of demographic, hot girls who can think rationally and like snarky gays. Yes, always snarky gays. And I need them in my life more and more. Yeah, shockingly, a few uh, straights. So I guess some straight men aren't totally repelled by the sound of two girls' voices (laughs) talking about Bravo. I mean, everyone has their kink, right? (laughs) Oh, God. Hopefully not a kink. Um, (laughs) But yeah, should we just get into it? Yeah, let's do it. I'm so fatigued from this overall (laughs) experience. So much emotional turmoil over the course of... Oh, yeah, by the way, hey, dolls. We're going to be... This is our second coming of the Scandaball, and we'll be talking about the three-part reunions. Um, but yeah, so much emotional turmoil, but like in the best way. I love when the show actually makes me feel something, because, you know, I'm so dead inside. It happens rarely, but <laughs> Vanderpump always delivers. I just want to like inject the show into my veins like heroin. <laughs> Truly. They've entered a whole new level now. It's transcended. I know I've said that before, but it bears repeating because it's the truth. It's oh my God. gotten to another level. Yeah, you know how I told you I've been on my Ryan Murphy on tip. Just mm-hmm. had the old Ryan on the brain. So I've been <laughs> kind of rewatching a few um, American horror stories. And the weirdest thing happened. I think my brain got so warped that when I was watching the reunion, I mean, I was like a couple of glasses of wine deep. But if you squint just enough, they start looking more like American horror story creatures with <gasps> yes. their... Uh, plastic surgery. The girls have like these long talon nails. Raquel's cry, ugly cry face. The way Sandoval looks all creepy and crazy. They all, Lisa's like British major, like Sarah Paulson oh character. God. It actually starts to feel like I'm watching American Horror Story. I'm so, <laughs> I'm, I'm shook right now because I had 
the same exact reaction. And it may be because I was stoned to the bone. But (laughs) (laughs) um, at one point I turned to my husband and I was like, they all look like puppets. They... They don't look human anymore. <laughs> it's very bizarre. <laughs> They've become subhuman. <laughs> They've truly transcended <laughs> reality sphere and became products of imagination almost. Absolutely. It, it truly has left left orbit. It's gone. Mm-hmm. We can't come back. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I watched a couple of them a day later, and it was always so wild to me to experience the dichotomy of the online chatter versus my own thoughts and feelings, and how sometimes misaligned it was. Because remember when I texted you about Chrissy Teigen is (laughs) hamming it up on Twitter, and you Mm -hmm. were like, you kind of had this reaction, well, did you watch? As though you were asking me, like, well, I don't agree. And... After watching, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't agree with Chrissy Teigen at all. I'm happy she's there to level the playing field a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one gets moral superiority in this shit. Right. So it's good that she kind of humbled Ariana down a little bit and backed Cal, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it was so misguided. But I, I didn't feel the same way at all after watching, which I thought I, did, I would, because it's always fun to not be married to popular opinion right and exercise and independent thinking it's always fun to take a a contrarian approach but they just leave you no choice but to you know stan ariana and absolutely hate rock and sandoval yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i i've come i've horseshoed myself in this like scandal in the reunions, I think about three times. Um, it's been an emotional roller yeah. coaster. I'm glad that we're getting off of it temporarily. Um, I can't wait for next season. It's going to be fantastic, especially if Raquel comes back, which God willing. So, uh, so the big reveal was obviously that she confessed to raping Sandoval, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the big reveal. (laughs) The old Raquel, just (laughs) sexual predator on the loose. (laughs) Honestly, I really expected people to pick it up and run with it more. But I guess because it's a girl to a guy, that's a double standard. It so is. I'm so okay with. Yeah. But how funny would it be? There was like on one season of The Bachelor, um, Corinne was potentially like essayed um, in a jacuzzi because she was on so many heavy drugs. The ABC had to shut down production and actually do internal investigation. Like imagine how funny it would be if Bravo had to now do an internal investigation to find out what happened on that night in Cancun when was <laughs> blackout in the corridors of the hotel. Next season should just be like a play-by-play of that. What happened that night? Camp CCTV. <laughs> Guests who stayed on the surrounding floors all 
going to be interviewed about what they witnessed. <laughs> yes, I, I want them like backlit. They're testifying against the mafia or something with their voices distorted. <laughs> God, that would be that would be truly breaking fourth wall in a way that's never been done before, and I would live. Yeah, and I think people really like the behind the scenes stuff. I know I do. They could get more mileage out of that. Yeah, totally. I mean, Raquel, <laughs> well-behaved I mean... women rarely make history. <laughs> She's really like living by that motto. But I mean, she is making fully just making history. <laughs> okay, so what's on our docket? Oh, before we. The three reunions, obviously, but before we do that, do you want to go one by one character and just quickly say a few words about how you felt in the beginning and how you felt towards the end? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, let's start with a who's the most NPC? I guess let's let's do Schwartz first <laughs> or Katie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Katie's a good one. Um, mid mid i sympathize and i wish her well i think this is the most drama we could have expected from her and it still mm-hmm. wasn't enough mm-hmm. so I, i'd be chill if she was a side character next season yeah katie i think needs to be a friend of next season and i don't know who takes her place But she's not bringing it. She's not giving. She hasn't really ever, or at least not in a long time. Um, I'm here for her glow up. I'm here for her. Very much so. Fucking and sucking. God bless. It's crazy how post-divorce, she somehow morphed straight back into her season one and two Katie face. Mm -hmm. She just like lost the last 10 years of her life and became younger looking, fresher looking, lighter seeming, which is God bless. But I think that's a wrap on Katie for me. Yeah, same. All right, moving on. <laughs> Schwartz, um, endeared to him, oddly enough, for some reason, this season really did it for me. And I, I you know, yeah, endeared, I say. I I will agree with that statement. I will also say every time I look at Schwartz, I can't help but think of how in season one, he said that it was either going to med school to be a doctor or moving to LA. (laughs) And I just think, what if Schwartz was your gynecologist? You know, just seeing that face in a little white lab coat with his aw shucks. Oh my God. He really did a true public service by not becoming anyone's uh, medical advisor. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bravo really did us a solid to anyone who might have had to come with him <laughs> in contact with him as a medical professional. Yeah, like, Schwartz is not going to catch your cancer. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, next. Uh, well, this one's pretty easy. Sandoval uh, didn't think it could potentially be possible to hate him even more but the the limit does not exist it doesn't he's a scab of a human um 
and I can't on wait every to level talk- intellectually, yeah. emotionally, aesthetically. <laughs> just it's such he's collecting L's. Like I've never Left seen right. anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lawler. Lawler. I have to always support my twin Virgo queen um, with her black scent and her. her her questionable memory um oh my god she definitely made it way too much about her at times but i think she was unleashing a lot of pent-up rage at randall that she has not been able to onto raquel and tom as a surrogate basically yeah for me lala's always been one of those people i can never say i like or hate but she's just so important to me and important to the show Mm -hmm. i'm always thoroughly entertained by her on every level actually emotionally intellectually aesthetically (laughs) so i mean my position remains the same always just entertainment sometimes good sometimes bad but if she knows how to invoke an emotion out of you which i respect yeah yeah um James lost me a little bit this reunion all of these reunions he had some winning moments and then some things I really wasn't chill with so we'll talk about that yeah how about you I think um I mean obviously he had some great great one-liners again I think that he made it a little bit too much about himself I understand He's hurt. I think, again, much like Lala, he's taking it out on them now because he didn't take it out on Raquel initially when she ended the engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, But cute as hell. I mean, just... Uh, just a, I just, you can't stay mad at him. I couldn't stay mad at him. He's too sweet. He just wants to be loved. Yeah, I agree. I would give him notes, but I'll never be <laughs> mad at him. Although, Dodie's really angling for her comeback by really taking James down. If what we see online believed to be true. So it could get really dark with him. It could. And I, yeah, I did see that. And, you know, I'm just... We might have to relinquish our stand of him. I'm not Betty, but <laughs> if it brings me my Dodie back, I say, hey, everything's fair in love and reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sheena had a winning season, flawless season. Mm-hmm. 100%. Her best one yet. I think she was probably MVP of the season. Uh... I wouldn't... Uh, okay, fair. Uh. In that, you know, she's she's driving storylines. She's gassing up Raquel to flirt with Schwartz to get back at her, you know. Yeah, she just cemented herself as an integral part of the show through and through. Handled everything well. Uh, Ariana, for me, bitch delivered tenfold. Mm-hmm. Applause, stand innovation, outdid even my highest expectations. I went from feeling 
add a zero to a two to like a fucking 20 for her at a time. <laughs> yeah, she she killed it. She was righteous in her rage. She had every right to be so angry and upset and to lash out at them. Um, okay. Um, who are we? Oh, well, the woman of the hour, Miss Raquel Labesse. Um I started by not only hating her, but hating all of her ancestors. They all offended me to my bone. <laughs> and of course, just like everyone else, seeing the last uh, two minutes of the show with her talking head, I maybe mellowed out on my rage a little bit. I feel for Raquel. I think that she's going to grow a lot from this experience. Girl, the poker face. (laughs) That pageantry training worked so well. I mean, I'll throw this out. If she has nowhere to go, you know, I suggest move to Vegas and play pro poker. I have a spare bedroom (laughs) if she needs a place to stay (laughs) because stoic queen. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Yeah, so let's... It starts with them, the three of them, sitting down for their one-on-ones. Um, Ariana says she hates those fucking rats. And to that I say, girl, have you been watching HRH <laughs> Collection, Raging, Unhinged France on YouTube? Because that girl's catchphrase is calling everyone fucking rats and ariana keeps repeating it so i'm like hmm (laughs) i love andy's face um when he sat with tom that guy he was like (laughs) lolling and trolling him like he could not not sort of kind of have this like laughing but trying to be serious but it's like this pathetic fucking loser Got such a mess. I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I can't help but giggle. Yeah. Sandoval is five years away from being a turquoise jewelry guy. It's upsetting. Oh, it's like happening already. He's beating those bracelets. I know. Before our eyes. Yeah. A territory I would never want to find myself in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hated ariana's confessional book and that hair is a no not for me dog (laughs) it wasn't the best i'll say that Mm -hmm. and raquel goddamn (laughs) that fucking ill-fitted zara blazer with a scoop net camisole under it she's like cosplaying a public defender but then i saw she has thigh high hooker boots Yes. Is she like channeling pretty woman? Mm, possibly. That's a good call. Yeah, in the beginning of the movie, she was also in an ill-fitted like trench and <laughs> high, <laughs> high hooker heels. <laughs> um, yeah, Raquel says she's preparing for the worst but hoping for the best. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's filler is Uncanny Valley. He has filler. Oh, yeah. 
I thought filler gives you a bloated look. His is a methy, sunken face. I think that he has filler in his upper lip. And oh shit. Yeah, I think that he's getting like Botox and it's just like whatever he's doing, I need him to stop. That's thought it was like Tom and <laughs> Buccal Fat Removal Poster Boy. <laughs> I love when Andy's asking him about at BravoCon when there, he was in the crowd at his show with Raquel and Ariana and he's like, did it get you off? He's such a little troll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tom was like, no, dude, no. Oh my god. <laughs> he said he felt the lady doth, yeah. He's, he totally got off on it. He's sick. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's a freak. Uh, he said he felt like he was Ariana's gay BFF. And I said, you wish, dude, you wish you were fabulous enough <laughs> to be a gay BFF. You're just a straight man LARPing as a non-binary. <laughs> oh, damn. Got his ass. <laughs> um, so... Well, and then um, Ariana tells Andy that she thinks Tom is desperate and that he's coaching Raquel much in the same way that he used to coach her. Probably. Well, no, I mean, we've seen it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So then they all go to the... Now it's the day of the reunion and they go to take their rightful seats. Ariana is... Holy shit. I was so impressed when they released the original photos, but seeing this, her in her sexy Mano jacket, it was actually a jacket and a skirt and mm. two pieces added up to like over 2K. But then I also love that she stuck with the red theme and did a red heel. And I love uh, minimal jewelry. She had incredible rings on every finger, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. No necklace. I love Mm -hmm. that. And I love that with the icy blonde bob and the red ensemble, she did a minimal makeup. It's just so flawless. It was perfectly executed. Her stylist fucking smashed it, nailed it. I need it to be in the Met. It's such an iconic look it's like our generation's white Marilyn Monroe dress god yes Uh, she fucking killed it with the look stunning mm -hmm. um I saw that supermodel Elsa uh had the same one in a pale pink like a little blush cream but her body Mm -hmm. is just as incredible as Ariana's but Without the history behind the dress, it just doesn't slap as good. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that dress, Mono can like go out of business now uh, <laughs> because anyone that purchases it, they will never, never, ever live up to the iconic nature of it. <laughs> um, Katie waltzes out in her uh, maternity curtain toga. I hated it. It was giving Liz Taylor when Liz Taylor was 68 years old. (laughs) Too old. Too old. Don't love the hair either. Too maternity. This weird flip she does Mm -hmm. at the end. 
I liked it when it was like more of a bob, an angular bob, but this hair is a not for me. Mm-hmm. Swing and a miss. Lala. Lala is a wow. That was a look thrown through. I do appreciate Lala because I feel like she always brings a look. It might not always be the look you want to no. see, but she, she always goes for it. She takes risks. Um, and there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Her plastic surgery really settled in nicely. She is... She's so gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, her body's insane. She's just hot. Po- that post-breakup weight loss is looking incredible. Arms are toned. Mm-hmm. Uh, hair extensions piled on. I loved it. Sheena, great hair. Hate the dress. <laughs> Same. Agreed. Uh, Schwartz, ugly speck frames. <laughs> yeah, terrible. James always slays. James looked great as usual. Fitted suit. Can't go wrong. Santo looks like shit. And he looks like he got his brows like plucked a little too thin for this. Mm. Hate it. Yeah, pass. An assault on the eyes the entire time. <laughs> uh, James sit down and Andy asks him if now he's the number one guy in the group. And he says it's not hard to compete with Schwartz and the clown. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Sando starts whimpering like a little bitch. And I'm glad that James shuts it down immediately and says, pull yourself together, man. <laughs> yeah, everyone jumps on his shit immediately. It's so pathetic and gross to be weeping it. Like, ugh, like that? Like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tasteless. And he says, I'm sorry I did one thing I said I wouldn't do. In his apology, <laughs> in his opening <laughs> opening statement apology. I just love, after Tom Sandoval is done with his half-assed opening statement apology, James just says, yeah, that didn't hit for me. Lala's like, I didn't even listen, they are. I didn't know this joke has been running through the, the internets, but they are truly like the, the human representation of the Muppets. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> little peanut gallery it's hilarious <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and okay so then uh andy asks if sando is staying at their house and this is the moment because i've been wrecking my brain and trying to think why i never hated jacks the same way i hate sandoval and i was like was it my age was i just not that connected to the show i'm like why is Mm -hmm. it and in this moment it kind of clicked for me and it's because jacks handled being public enemy numero uno so much better than sandoval because he always showed up to own his shit in the most understated way he didn't do anything Mm -hmm. extra he just never blamed the woman he knew to evacuate the premises immediately <laughs> after he cheated on Brittany and Stassi. And he never served any sort of performative tears. Nope. As far as I remember, he perfected the 
agreeing with whatever shit is being thrown at him, apologizing, and he always did it with his head looking down in shame. And I think that's a very good masculine approach. You still remain a little bit dignified in your masculine power, but you're completely owning it and not giving anyone room to accuse you of being disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sandover, they're so smarmy and teary and ugh, just a little worm. And such an ally, you know, such an ally to, the cause. to women and gays and non-binary days everywhere. You know, he really hears women. <laughs> Yeah, he's full of shit. He's a complete hack. He's a hack and a half. Jax is twice the man Sandoval Unbelievable. By by a long shot, actually. That is unbelievable. Because now, like, I mean, we're doing a rewatch. And, yeah, just seeing that version of Sandoval and this version of Sandoval, it's the fall from grace is just unbelievable. It's shocking. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about how Sando is not, Lala calls him dangerous, uh, and compares him to Randall. Yeah, a dangerous human. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I get what she was saying. I think she's obviously speaking from a place of hurt, but I do understand when you put it into the context of how Lala mentioned mm-hmm. when she was with Rand and was trying to make it work. She couldn't get him to stay home. And after they fell out, she couldn't get him to leave. Well, that's because when shit falls out, they have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying, I do feel that there is a, a level to Tom's behavior that could be not dangerous, but is so untrustworthy that you are going to be shook for a long time before you can ever be on that level with someone again. So I think me, including a lot of people, Lisa, including, took it in context as dangerous the way Randall was. I mean, drug dealing, abusing his interns, sexual deviant behavior, possibly allegedly pedophilia (laughs) i mean just crimes and i mean sandoval is not that but emotionally dangerous person who right i don't think even understands what he's done this whole time um and the repercussions ariana's gonna have for the rest of her life after experiencing Mm -hmm this level of deceit so yeah dangerous is um fair email yeah and then it's lala versus lisa (laughs) elder abuse oh god (laughs) that was wild to see that was cojones it was shocking to watch her yell at lisa that way i mean just on a uh, you're yelling at an old lady <laughs> level, not not con- taking into account like anything else that's happening. Uh, it was just, it rocked me for a sec. <laughs> I got a sick little enjoyment out of this. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because Lala was so f- quick in her rebuttals. I love that speed level. Mm-hmm. 
And then Sandoval says that he wasn't into the relationship because Ariana was condescending a lot of the time. And that I do believe is true, I think. Agree. She was. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always seen him as dumb and annoying. And I don't think she was hiding it. Because he is. Because he is. He's annoying. <laughs> yeah. And then they got... See, this is where it was, like, hard for me to watch because they were constantly dipping into the Maury show territory, which does mm-hmm. scratch a particular itch of mine. When I first uh, <laughs> when I first moved to the States from Sweden, every, t- every day I'd come home from school and the, f- the thing that would be playing on TV is the Maury show. And I was, like, so shell-shocked. I was like, holy shit, this is American culture. People just behaving like that on national TV, but I got addicted to watching it. Um, And I have a theory that Lala did too, because I started adopting a lot of that behavior when I was later in fights with people. I would clap at syllables, and I see a lot of Lala doing that. So, But at the same time, I'm like, this is trash behavior. The weird brawls you guys are constantly getting into is getting hard to watch. Right. I don't like it when it starts to veer into getting physical. Not that I don't like watching two men fight, because I do. Um, There's something really primal and funny about it. Um, But I don't like it because I don't want anything to seriously affect these shows. It's for selfish reasons. It's because I don't want restraining orders filed. Yeah, but it was also kind of a very slow-mo, weak attempt of Andy trying to get in between Sandoval. And it wasn't like... Oh, They totally. weren't like really going no. for each other. It was very Teletubbies in their bumper cars just bumping a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing was going to happen whatsoever. But uh, if it would, it would be between women. See Housewives of New Jersey for more. But I did love when Andy gets between them. <laughs> I'm like, Andy's definitely feeling up James as he's gently trying to pretend to push him <laughs> away. I could just imagine him just sort of quickly feeling some abs and some biceps as he's like, James, stop. No, go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah. And before they start brawling, uh, Producer asks, why didn't Sandoval come clean to Ariana once the affair had started? And Raquel says she wanted to hear the answer. Did she Did she never ask? I don't think she did. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> she truly was like dissociated <laughs> for nine months. Uh, truly. Reality was just not a part of her daily existence. (laughs) And then when James, uh, he goes off stage, but when he comes back, he's like, twiddle D and twiddle dick. And I think can confirm because there's that picture of Sandoval playing a flute in a speedo and their bulge is non-existent. There's nothing to be seen down there. And James reveals that uh, Tom Sandoval is 42. Just let that sink in. And he calls him an (laughs) ugly fuck. 
And Andy's like, did you just call me an ugly fuck? And he's like, no, Andy, you're handsome. <laughs> See, <laughs> these are the moments where he really shines his comedic timing and his quickness to yes. kind of play off of his own situation. This is so good. I wish he would have stuck to this as opposed to lowering himself to the poo-poo head, low-brow, toilet mm-hmm. jokes, toilet insults type humor. Like, if he had just done this and had, like, one, two, three moments overall, it would have been iconic and winning, but he had to constantly bring himself down, which was not iconic and not winning. Mm -mm. At one point, James tells Sandoval, your band sucks dick, you backstabbing hoe, Um, (laughs) which is just so great. And then Tom Sandoval replies back with, you call yourself an artist, but you've had the same hair for nine years. Sick burn. <laughs> His insults get progressively worse as the reunion goes on. This was like starting at a mid, and then it just downhill from there. Only he would think that that's like an insult to have the same hairstyle for nine years. It's almost like biting the RHOBH uh, reunion when someone yes. tells Rena she had the same hair. Brandy Glanville. Yeah. Yeah. Tells Rena she's had the same hair for 30 years. <laughs> and Rena's like, well, I like my hair. So. <laughs> I love the idea of Sando emotionally prepping himself and <laughs> Raquel for the reunion by rewatching footage. <laughs> Of, like, the pros at work and all the housewives reunions. (laughs) Too bad he's not smart enough to think that far ahead. (laughs) No, I love the idea of if he was doing that. I love, like, out of everything, he was like, that's the burn I'm going to use. That's the insult. He's taking notes with his white nail polish and his little notepad. He's got, like, a headband on holding his hair out of his face. (laughs) (laughs) And so then Sando actually answers. So Raquel finally gets her answer. And the reason he didn't tell Ariana is that there just wasn't a good time. And But he was planning on doing it before the reunion. So Ariana wouldn't look like a fool defending Sandoval at the reunion. Mm-hmm. And then we find out, well, Schwartz says... He found out in late August after the wedding, so after he kissed Raquel. Note that, because I think in part three, it comes out that he actually knew way before. Yes, he totally did. I mean, everyone just, it's like, just like everyone knows the sun is going to rise tomorrow morning. Everyone knows deep down that Schwartz knew Almost the entire time, if not the entire time this was happening. Yeah. And then they, uh, the subject of the one I've been waiting to hear about, uh, the subject of Miami Girl comes up. And mm-hmm. Ariana says she stuck by Tom and gave him an alibi and uh, uh, her own credibility to him because she wanted everyone to see the best in Tom because this was the guy she was going to spend the rest of her life with and she said it's so dry with no emotion but I think this would have been a perfect chance for her to acknowledge publicly and take accountability 
for her part in the entire thing because she was so in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. She would have won a lot of favor if she just owned up to it and said, look, it was wrong of me. I'd like to extend an, an apology to Anne-Marie, to Sheena, to everyone else. To Kristen. Of course, to Kristen. And just say, like, yeah, I was a shitty person who prioritized this man over doing the right thing and being honest. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about Katie's and uh, and Tom's divorce. And Tom kind of says that it was the worst time of his life because his brother has cancer. Another one is in rehab. Something's up with his dad. And... He says he's running out of money, which to me is such a question mark. Is he, is this, is he exaggerating or is he actually down to his last like couple, couple of hundred in the bank? Um, I think he's probably down to like his last 10, 15,000 in the bank. I, I just don't see how he could not be. I mean, we know that they sold their house. I don't know how much it's sold for. But with everything with Schwartz and Sandy's, he's paying rent now. Um, God only knows, like, car payments, sending money home to his family. Who knows? Um, But it's probably getting worrisome. Something tells me that he and Katie did not have a financial planner (laughs) when they were married. And they probably just kind of spent six thousand dollars a month on uber eats <laughs> but um, as one does i i don't know it's yeah as one does i would um i i don't know i he's probably getting to the concerned level for someone that was making six figures a year or is making six figures a year on these shows yeah it just blows my mind because during the wedding planning he seemed so sensible and frugal that the fact that he keeps repeating it actually makes me think that he is down to his last dollar, which is just crazy. But I don't remember, but I know that they said that they, I think they mention it later on in the reunion. I think Tom Sandoval mentions it. Um, for months on end, they were paying rent in the restaurant which was exorbitantly expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, and I really... Without it being open. Yeah, I really respect the fact that he's taking care of his family and his brother's uh, cancer mm-hmm. and possibly rehab. So that's a very respectable... If you're going to run out of money, at least you're not blowing it on like a 10-person uh, band, cover band. and <laughs> Right. So not judging too hard, just a little bit curious. But I wish we did see a little bit more of their relationship because he says the intimacy was dwindling. And after the wedding, I feel like they, him and Katie completely shut off that part. And we never, we saw a couple of really concerning fights later on that was like, holy Mm -hmm. shit. But we never got to actually see the demise of, that relationship and what was Katie and Schwartz actually dealing with day to day behind the closed doors. Mm -hmm. I don't, I honestly feel like they probably, they spent so much of their twenties and thirties having horrendous fights that I feel like they probably may have 
burned it all out almost. I'm not saying that there's no rage left there because there totally is. But I feel like by the time Katie went to Tom and was like, I want a divorce. I don't know if there was any fight left to be had. Like, I think he Mm -hmm. was fully, okay, yep, you're unhappy. I'm unhappy. Let's end this, you know, amicably and move on. Whereas I think she was definitely like, maybe he'll fight for it. We can rebuild it. I don't know. But that's that's my take. Anyway. Yeah, I think she almost had to force herself to turn her love into indifference. But because mm-hmm. she was sensing what we were all sensing for a long time, that for some reason Schwartz's love is some sort of weird subconscious rage and resentment towards Haiti. He really doesn't like her. No, I think he loves her, has love for her, but does not like her. He's playing out some sort of weird Oedipus complex mm-hmm. with her and always has. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that she was banging someone while they were still living together. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Good job, Katie. <laughs> Good job, Katie. Your house is big enough. He can put on some headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and Raquel, like, straight up rolls her eyes at it in her little trailer, which is... <laughs> the star wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, again, confront Sando about the affair. And he emphasizes, which he does many times, that it happened one time and... Just his commitment to the semantics and technicalities is wild to me because it's not the Trump card that he thinks it is. No, it's not. He's totally coping. And he's, as we will later find out, obviously lying. Mm -hmm. And But then Andy takes an opportunity to recap everyone's infidelity. (laughs) And damn, Schwartz is a kissing bandit. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's why I'm fully like endeared to Schwartz because I love making out and him being just a casual makeout queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would let him, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's a, a wet kisser. Ugh. I feel like there's a lot of saliva there. Um, but he is very cute. He is very endearing. Um, he's got height working for him. He's got height. He's a handsome guy. But I just need a more masculine, stoic oh, yeah. vibe. Agreed on that. Uh, and then they talk about Katie setting a boundary. And James says, you're a man. She's a woman. That's the least you can do. And Schwartz goes, that's sexist, actually. And Sandoval's like, yes, it is. <laughs> And Lisa says, James, you're not a Mother Teresa. And I kind of love the idea that these two morons picked up on some wokeisms on Twitter or TikTok and applied it here in such a, like, (laughs) misguided, misappropriate way. (laughs) Like, calling for sexism, babe. Like, that's not... The definition of sexism doesn't... You're a man, first of all. You're, men don't experience sexism. I'm sorry to say that, but it's just, it doesn't happen. And sexism. Yeah, spot the lie. Is, it's when you're being, uh, 
discriminated against by uh, the majority. <laughs> right. <laughs> James saying you are a man, she's a woman, so you should do a chivalrous thing and have some good manners as a gentleman and maybe respect her boundary that she asked. It wasn't even big of a deal. There's like four girls in the friend group that you shouldn't go making out with. And considering that three of them were either taken or emotionally taken, just Raquel. <laughs> she's like, don't make out with Raquel. Right. And you are probably aware that she's having a relationship with Tom Sandoval. Yeah, our social, our new uh, social justice warriors. <laughs> the two Toms <laughs> in the name of sexism. They're, they should probably, they will probably attend uh, some sort of a march. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know who would never say that's sexist? Jax Taylor. He, he knows. He knows sexism and he's like willing to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they ask Schwartz about his uh, Joe relationship, and he says it evolved into a situationship. And they talk about the ski trip, and Ariana says it was like a two couple. It's a couple ski trip because it's fucked up. She wasn't invited, and then they all start breaking out and boo, <laughs> booing them, and mm-hmm. invoking the. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> I was actually kind of laughing. That was a good power play. <laughs> yeah. Um, they talk about the backlash against Schwartz and Sandys, which I do feel bad for Schwartz in that he is just straight up collateral damage in all this. He committed no crime. He did no wrong outside of you know, not obeying Katie's request. Um, What do you think of it? What do you make of all of these people coming out of the woodwork to leave nasty reviews? Oh, I think it's garbage behavior. I also think I saw a a lot of people like defending the graffiti on the bathroom being like, it's not just graffiti. It's written in lipstick. But do you think Sandoval and Schwartz are the people that are going to be cleaning it? No, it's going to be some. Yep. Probably high schooler buzz boy who's just trying to make enough mm-hmm. pocket cash to like maybe buy his first car who's gonna have to be cleaning it and writing on the tip line we stand with Ariana yep. you're just taking money out of a hard working server and as a former server slash bartender myself that is just that's awful and people saying well then they shouldn't work there well there's only so many places to work that are willing to hire you and when there's a new hot place opening that's where the money should be so taking it out on innocent bystanders is a garbage behavior another thing that i hate about obtuse bravo fans who think they're really doing something by holding up signs at tom's (laughs) show and not tipping their servers it's fucking ridiculous. You're garbage people for that. If you did it, you're a garbage person. Right. And if you're so concerned about Tom Sandoval paying his mom back, then you should buy a ticket to one of his shows <laughs> so he can. And you'll have a great time. <laughs> and you'll have a great time. Hey, I'd go. It would be hilarious. <laughs> and that's so funny uh, for me on Peacock after this public shame, shame. Uh, there was a commercial break and the trivial question that you could play and it asked what is sir an acronym for and one of the options was simply unbelievable right (laughs) 
I was like, honestly, right. It is simply unbelievable. <laughs> Ten years of... That's how I talk about the show. I'm like, this show is simply unbelievable. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so... Lisa, then they talk more about Schwartz and Sandy's, and Lisa says she let them take out 50k investment each back. And again, this is Schwartz money problem. That's when I was like, the guy, does he have an opioid addiction? Like, why is he hemorrhaging <laughs> thousands upon thousands? Because they're getting paid handsomely for just being on Bravo. They're doing spawn con. I'm telling They're you. doing appearances. There's, I don't know. It's DoorDash. He's spending it all on DoorDash. <laughs> His drug of choice is DoorDash and McDonald's. His drug of choice. And Taco Bell. <laughs> um, and then Katie kind of, she comes in with a great line, shaming them for not being able to open their bar and how it tore their relationship. And Lisa says, well, I'm sorry, I opened over 30 and my relationship was rock solid. So don't blame it on the bar. <laughs> but Katie's like, well, what were you doing? Not brain surgery. You're just opening a bar. You're not putting people on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. And I did like how she put him in his place where he just, he could have prioritized it. He just chose not to. Didn't want to. Yeah. Neither of them this did. This was like the biggest marriage of convenience from Schwartz's point of view. Absolutely. Yeah. He was not enthused to ever be in it. And then I have, they talk about something about her talk, and then it's Sheena versus Katie versus Lala. Is this where they talk about, like, Katie not receiving the same loyalty from Lala mm -hmm. when it comes to Sheena? Yeah. You want to say something, some things about that? Yeah, definitely. So I think when they bring up Sheena, Katie, and Lala's relationship, and Katie talks about how she didn't feel the same loyalty from Lala. I do think that with everything Lala was going through as a mom, trying times, her relationship is falling out. Um, I think that she probably found it easier to bond with Sheena over the kids and doing mommy baby play dates together that I think it just kind of is natural that her relationship with Katie sort of took a back burner. Lala doesn't drink. She's been sober for four years. Um, Katie is newly single. She's out looking for dick. She's drinking. She's having a great time. We love that for her. But that's not Lala's life anymore. Lala's a mom. She's going through a messy divorce. And she's sober. She seemed like having that emotional support from Sheena and Brock. Because, I mean, say what you want, but Sheena is a good shoulder to cry on. Yeah. And I think that was more important to Lala. It's just to have that mm -hmm. safety net of people in her corner. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> my beer is like turned into a slushy. Just how I love it. Ice cold. Oh, nice. What are you drinking? It's an IPA. Ooh. <laughs> And then after that discussion, it closes out with succession music. Did you hear it? Not the exact, but... 
there was definitely a riff there and Andy is fully disassociating as part one wraps. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, I, I keep seeing clips on Instagram that at clubs, the DJs are dropping the succession music and everyone's going ham. <laughs> I would fucking love it. I have not seen that. I want to go to a club just so that happens. That is sick. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Rearranging my floor pillows. <clears throat> and then Lala uh, says, she talks about her. Well, now we're into reunion episode two. No, it's still right? one. I still have. Oh, still at yeah. one? Oh, okay. Yeah, I still have like. Uh... Well, no, but then, or maybe. Then they, yeah, Lala talks about the fact that she went after Brock really hard and compared him to Randall. But see, I don't, see, I don't think she was wrong about Brock. And it's not Brock versus Randall. Two things can be true at the same time. Both Randall and Mm -hmm. Brock can be trash. And I know, I know, Brock cut off his hair and suddenly he's a lot more favorable. (laughs) I hated him from the get-go. I still hate him. I don't trust him. I never will. I don't want him on my TV. But God bless if he's making Sheena happy and staying loyal. (laughs) I give Brock some grace because one he's australian so his parents were alcoholics fact um i give him grace of being young and making a mistake and recognizing it now will i ever fully trust him i don't know i get my eye on you but i don't hold his past action against him he came forward he addressed it on the show um i think that people can can learn and grow and become better people. That I don't hold against him. What I hold against him was he was running all around Vegas and vacationing with Sheena while effectively abandoning his kids. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And his excuse was like, Mm -hmm. I moved to the state to have a better life. But but if you're running around Vegas and going to music festivals, you're not being a father... And you're not... Pri- no, you're not sending that money to your kids. Yeah, you're prioritizing your own happiness and whatever fame-whoring ways, hitching your bandwagon to Sheena's fame because your lazy ass can't effectively launch your fucking app, which hasn't been updated, and that's it. Your gym or whatever. No, you're a lazy piece of shit and an opportunist. I hate you. I hate you. As soon as I saw his white wonder thighs in that fucking speedo that was repulsive (laughs) and disgusting i was like i don't trust that man he is gross (laughs) (laughs) no i i agree with everything you just said (laughs) um and then they talk about i don't know what i have a i don't know my note just says the psychology of these people is fucking weird because james gets mad at everyone for embarrassing raquel when he's the one to bring her into the friend group but for some reason these people are so obsessed with forging a friendship with her i have no idea what i meant by that yeah i don't either (laughs) (laughs) but then uh 
yeah, Lala goes full black sin, and it's so weird when she's like, but your mama's taught you stick and stones, baby. I ain't fucking your man. Clapping at every syllable. I'm like, this is Maury show level <laughs> performance. <laughs> I could see Lala being raised on Maury, for sure. Well, we all were at some point. I went to school. There was like a distinct, specific white girl who's probably never even talked to a black kid before that suddenly starts to wear uh, <laughs> jeans tucked in like Tim boots uh, at hearty shit mm-hmm. and adopt this weird black son. <laughs> Very specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a rite of passage, <laughs> especially if you're growing up in someplace like Utah and you listen to Nicki Minaj for the first time or something and you're like, oh shit. And then you, you know, you start exploring that lifestyle, I'll just say, of being, you know, a little transracial (laughs) shit stirrer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we're at reunion part two. So um, part two opens back up on everyone yelling. Mm -hmm. Lala keeps telling LVP, you gotta stop before calling Sandoval a moron. And then he responds by calling her a fucking moron. And then he makes that IUD comment that was wild. And how did he know? She pulled out her IUD the moment Stasi got back. How do you know that, sir? Right, right. They talk about how Lala's daughter Ocean wasn't allowed to be filmed this season due to Randall. Um, And they discuss the LA Times article about his shady business dealings and his maybe casting couch antics. Um, The most disturbing thing to me, I mean, obviously, besides the alleged rape, um mm-hmm. and casting couch and the drug dealings is him yelling at poor Bruce Willis on set and abusing this old man that's got like a terminal brain disease. I ignore all of that. It's just so fucking dark. I can't even imagine. It is very dark. Did you watch that movie Midnight in the Switchgrass? No. <laughs> you didn't? No. It's actually really good. Oh, is it? I'm a Lucas Haas mm-hmm. fan, but and a Megan Fox fan. And a Bruce Willis fan, so I should watch it. <laughs> yeah, it gives... It exceeded my expectations. The only thing, it has like a couple of obvious plot holes, mm-hmm. but if you just suspend your disbelief, it's actually a really good... Like, have a couple of glasses of wine, or and if you want to feel... If you go to a... If you want to go to a dark place, but look at really hot Megan Fox the whole time. Okay, Yeah pretty good yeah is it on netflix Uh, what's it on i'm pretty sure i watched it on either hulu or peacock okay probably hulu yeah i'm gonna check it out i'll report back Mm -hmm. um okay so lala (laughs) she says she didn't know how hollywood worked and I'm like, do you have amnesia, bitch? You wrote in your book that you specifically, she came to Hollywood to pursue her goals. And her mom left her with a director who tried to, made it like a sexual advance towards her. I think he kissed her in an elevator. So that traumatized Lala so hard, she ended up leaving LA and going back to Utah. And then 
kicking herself for not taking more of a chance mm. and then she returned to LA mm. so her claiming she didn't know no you got like first hand experience and actually escaped LA because of that she loves to rewrite history a lot yeah to fit her current narrative her- like especially that's what was so infuriating with Randall because he was always stand up man, my man, my hot man, who sex life, eating out his asshole. <laughs> like, and as soon as like shit hits the fans, barely fucked, wasn't even emotionally or sexually attracted to him, was disgusted the whole time. Not, you just look really silly. Pick a story and stick to it. You can't, in the words of Bethany Frankel, you can't play both smart and stupid at the same time. Mm, truer words. Yeah, Lala's selective amnesia is exhausting. Um, I actually would have respected her so much more if she said, yeah, I fucking fucked him. I got a Range Rover. I got to be in the movies, private jets, Gucci slides with A-list actors. What do you think? I'm going to go fuck some brokey, some waiter, some bartender? No, I'm shooting for the stars, babe. Right. I would have been like, yeah. Yeah, and we even get a flashback um, from when Lala and Stassi are at a salon getting their hair done. And Lala tells Stassi, they let him hit it the first night, and then I got a car the next day. Bitch, you're on film. You are on film. (laughs) You're on record admitting to your sugar baby ways. And everyone knew. Right. I mean, it's popular consensus that as long as it benefited her, she was a willing participant in the whole cheating, possibly. Yep. Randall still being married, being the other woman, because Mm -hmm. she got to reap the benefits. But as soon as that narrative no longer suits her, it's, I did not know... I was played a fool. I was innocent. I was taken advantage of. Like, mm-hmm. it's I a, don't know, girl. Yeah. Do I believe that Randall lied to her? Yes. Do I also believe that she knew and was taking his lie as being like, well, Convenient. this is what he told me. So she can, you know, relieve herself of any guilt about what she was doing in that moment. But she 100% knew. She's very smart. She knew what was up from the get, like you said, in her book. She says it. She, it's just... It's same thing that right now we're watching in season one when Stasi's like, you don't you don't have Google to Sheena about <laughs> Eddie Sibrian. Yeah, the other woman is always willfully ignorant as long as it benefits her. Mm-hmm. Same with Raquel, who... Yeah. She was. She said that Ariana never questioned it, so I assume she just didn't want to know. It's like, well, yeah, that's convenient for you because then you don't have to confront what you're doing mm-hmm. head on, and you get to keep doing it until it inevitably implodes on itself. Yeah, and then we talk about how Lala's been sober for four and a half years. I give her props, dog. That is not easy to do no and she did it so quick too she just like stopped and in that scene in that lifestyle i would not be able to there's no way Mm -hmm. i I commend her the thing that keeps bothering me is the camera always pans bird's eye view and you always see the back of lala's head and you can see so much dark fruit under (laughs) under the, the front is platinum and the extensions of platinum, but under it, it's like dark roots. 
it was just i don't know i don't kept taking you out <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I'm like why don't you just dye your roots <laughs> <laughs> then they go on a lunch break yes and sandoval is full goth he, he- enters her trailer like he's stepping into some sort of a business meeting he goes good to see you you look good <laughs> so awkward they talk about the morning so far um and then we see james is eating lunch outside with the girlies where he belongs he kind of recaps sando recaps it to raquel yeah he does what's been happening and she says yeah First, she lets him finish, and then she goes, yeah, I've been watching. And he seems genuinely a little bit surprised. Like, oh, shit. Could just started replaying in his head how he didn't think she was watching. Mm. Mm. I didn't catch that. Yeah, because then she says she doesn't like how the relationship and intimacy is being portrayed. Mm. She said, I feel like... She said, said, I feel like Ariana felt like you wanted to keep the relationship going because you never broke up with her. And I was like, (laughs) thanks, Captain Obvious Raquel. You're really catching on. Nothing gets by you, Sherlock. (laughs) I read a really funny, um, I think it was a comment on Reddit, or maybe it was... um, Maybe it was on Twitter or something, but someone said, I don't think that Raquel could be sentenced to death in the state of California. Insanity, please. Right. No, she's mentally incompetent. She has an IQ of 75. It's so mean to be making fun of her for being DNS, but she is just goddamn girl. <laughs> Um, it's so funny that Lala says she's not making no cheers with SpongeBob SquarePants looking ho over there. Fucking <laughs> 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 read. She does. Raquel does have a squareness to her. <laughs> she does. It's um, she doesn't have a very long torso, and she has kind of a wide rib cage, so it makes her middle part look much squarer in and there's not like an hourglassness to her she's still very thin and fit but she doesn't really have an hourglass shape to her the way that like sheena or ariana does yeah and her face is like it's like square with two bulging <laughs> spongebob looking surprised googly eyes at all times mm-hmm. she's always a little bit surprised by what's going on around her <laughs> Uh, and yeah, then Tom has a tantrum, but the producer is not having it. He's saying, if uh, you want to talk to her off camera, and Sandoval says, I don't feel relaxed, and she doesn't either. We have to watch what we say. I'm in a very delicate position here. <laughs> <laughs> what a self-report. Like, you're telling on yourself, you... Have to watch what you say because you want to brief her. Yeah. To stick into your story and your delicate position. You're <laughs> delicate is a <laughs> nice way of putting it. You're in the shit storm. Mm-hmm. The shit tornado. I appreciated that producer though because he, I, uh, I heard somewhere that he's a producer on Atlanta. So for him, this is child's play mm. trying to wrangle <laughs> Sandoval like a little fucking 
crying baby <laughs> when he had to deal with Atlanta women. Oh, yeah. Constantly getting into physical fights, I think. Mm-hmm. I appreciated <laughs> the producer's tight black t-shirt and bulging biceps. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and like really nice tight jeans. Tight jeans, mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Just a good old-fashioned gay a non-sung hero. <laughs> a gay that's not taking any shit from anyone, no. much less Sandoval. <laughs> and then we get Allie's segment. Great dress, great fake tan. The tan. Oh, it's so perfect. And James refers to himself as an emotional guy. <laughs> that was so cute. It I is. wonder what sign he is. Hmm, I think... Oh, I know that Allie mentions Pisces. it. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. I'm oh, just that's your guess? I have no idea. Yeah. Either Pisces or a Libra because he's so charismatic. Mm-hmm. That's the Libra specialty. When Andy, um, they bring up all of James's red flags and bumpy pass. Oh, before that, they... Uh, they show a montage of James crying to Lisa. And like we talked in the finale, Lisa is visibly so uncomfortable with this, with man tears. Oh, yeah. I have that in as, a display um, later on. But yeah, we also get a, a cut of James every time that James has cried to Lisa, which has been once, if not multiple times a season since he joined the show. <laughs> <laughs> And Lisa is so uncomfortable. She cannot deal with a man that cannot regulate his emotions. Towards the last clips, you can almost see her face. She's like, oh, God, here we go. Another crying moment for the books. When she says, James, you've got to pull yourself together now, you can see it in her mouth that she is two seconds away from physically snatching him out of the chair. like Slapping a, the tears out of him. Like the mom of a toddler who has lost all patience. She was so close to physically... Physically abusing him. him. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved if she like pimp slapped him. (laughs) Oh, God. With her giant ring and giant watch. (laughs) Knock the spark out of you. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. Every... (laughs) I told Steve, my husband, I was like, I wanted my ringtone to be James saying, I'm sorry, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) He just says it every season so often. You could get a little teddy bear or like a little James doll. And if you pulled the string on the back, that's one of the phrases it would say is, I'm sorry, Lisa. But Lisa, Lisa. That's so cute. A cutie and a sweetie. Yeah. Um, It's funny that they ask Allie what she thinks about uh, Raquel revealing in the back of the car that James had a, a blow up at, at Raquel's um, family and called her mom a fat bitch. And, Ra- <laughs> and Allie takes a stance against using the word fat, but not bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Body positive queen. <laughs> well, then James... 
he brings up that Raquel's mom, who is her aunt, would frequently make inappropriate remarks or ask questions to him about his penis while they were at the dinner table. And I fully believe him. I think that Raquel's aunt and uncle are fucking weird. (laughs) Her Monty and her daddy uncle (laughs) I think are bizarre and I'm completely speculating and I hope it's not true but it wouldn't surprise me if old daddy uncle was getting a little handsy or a little peaky during a you know pageant goings-ons it's just weird that's crazy I wasn't gonna say anything but there are certain moments where Raquel does give off vibe of childhood trauma. trauma. Someone who was probably diddled. Her That's a horrible th- allegation to put out, but her demeanor and the way she handles some things, her conflict is very textbook diddled as a kid. Yeah, and not even, you don't even have to be diddled. People can be inappropriate simply by being in your space or asking you weird True. questions. Um, True. And I think that her Raquel's very clear mommy daddy couple thing, as we will get to discuss later, is it gives me great pause. <laughs> I'll just say that. And they, uh, they, uh, well, Allie and James oh, yeah. talk about therapy. James is in treatment now. Um, and they're currently taking a break from drinking, to which Tom Schwartz says, two cocktail James is great, which two cocktail anyone's pretty great. That's like the best. That's the, that's where you want to be operating at on 24-7. <laughs> I'm a better driver after two cocktails. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and then they Sandoval tries to allege that James got himself in a little bit of a sexual assault tiff in Atlantic City of all places. Mm-hmm. Deflect, deflect, deflect. I ugh, it's just so annoying that now a guy like slapping a girl's ass has become a sexual assault. Like, bitch, you don't know what sexual assault really is. If you think that's what you need to be afraid of, hot fucking James Kennedy slapping your ass at a nightclub Mm-mm. right we should not be teaching women to be of what like that that's something they need to fear when a real sexual assault is could be a potential threat at all times yeah yeah one of the fallouts of the me too movement is that now everything is a sexual assault right and it as in my field of work (laughs) dealing with actual Uh rapists and actual sexual assault it's no 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 sweetie that is not that is not it you can be mad about it you can be upset about it you were not sexually assaulted you need to just either lay their ass out verbally if you feel so inclined at that time correct and move along with your life it's not worth making yourself some victim that you don't need to be you just need to move on (laughs) much worse could happen to you so much worse than you could ever possibly imagine and 
it just, like you said, with Me Too, it, it lost all reality of what sexual assault really is. Yeah, assigning that term to something that isn't that is taking away the actual uh, dangerous meaning to the severity of what it could what it actually mm-hmm. is it's undermining true sexual assault victims and i don't yeah like you said i don't i've always wondered like am i just a stronger woman than all of these people who scream sexual assault like if a guy dares to speak to me in the way that's inappropriate touch my ass it's so easy to just check them yeah and make them whimper right back yeah. like i don't understand this it's ugh, i feel like I blame Taylor Swift and her fucking <laughs> lawsuit against that photographer for one dollar because he smacked her ass. She made a documentary where she was like, this was such a traumatizing experience. And it's like, bitch, you haven't been assaulted. Like, all you had to do is literally tell him hands off. Right. I want women out there to understand when men do stuff like that, they are not thinking. They are flirting with you. Mm-hmm. They're being animals. You need to check them and you can. You can check them and they will back down mm-hmm. 99.999% of the time because they're looking for engagement. And when you don't give them that, they get the message. And if they don't, you're in like a public space. Just leave, you know? The problems start if the guy refuses to back off. Right. Then you have to think a little bit, be more on guard of what could Absolutely. happen but th- that's a very rare guy that uh, won't incredibly rare and we call them <laughs> rapists <laughs> right and that's when you go find security that's when you go find another woman that's when you leave the premises get in your car drive away go somewhere else start screaming yeah. and get hysterical <laughs> yeah Always works. If men won't fear anger, they will fear woman's tears and hysterics <laughs> in public setting. <laughs> um, well, DJ JK is now in therapy and is a homeowner. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on that. God bless. Yes. Making moves. <laughs> and he says that he's going to release an album this year. So I look forward to Sick. that dropping. Yeah, I have an entire DJJK playlist. And he has some insane collabs and bangers. Not just with Lala. Ooh. There's a song he has called Oh My My. I like live. and I have a party in the car if I'm driving and it's playing. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He's good. Very. And I love uh, his allegiance to Cascade, getting to open for him. Yeah. That warmed my heart because Cascade was, (laughs) uh, they say, like, the first two times you take Molly is the only times that matter because the first time you roll it's an unexpected you don't know what's happening and it's good feelings but the second time it's even better because you know what to expect and the second time i rolled was at a cascade freaks of nature show and he has this one Mm -hmm. iconic song that's like i remember and during that song it started drizzling rain a little bit and i was rolling my face off 
<laughs> feeling those like drops landing on my skin and it was a magical experience i've always deeply loved cascade a mormon king by the way who doesn't drink or anything oh. yeah he's really hot he channels all that into his musical prowess and, uh, james could take a couple of cues from him but yeah yeah he should look to that as uh, something to attain again you can have it all. A level of success as a DJ would far outweigh a level of success as a clown on a reality show, even though he's perfect for that role. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, then Andy asks Allie how she felt about Lala giving her advice about James. Oh, and Lala admits to feeling like an idiot and a fool, which was refreshing. Yeah. To see her actually admitting to that because that's exactly what she looked like an idiot and a fool she continues to look like that as long as she keeps reframing the narrative to serve her yeah lala has like this wild ability to be so uh divorced from reality and then this level of introspection almost where she kind of can admit to acting out because she's feeling like a fallen idiot for everything that's happening to her this is why she's so compelling because on one hand she's like provoking this rage in you by being a total hypocrite and then immediately after she's just so self-aware that you almost can't mm-hmm. you're like okay well i don't know if it's because she's a virgo but i identify with her being able to um, sort of rationalize and convince herself of a false truth, basically, um, and then being able to know when she needs to face the truth and and take some accountability for it. Oh, that's interesting. And she does have good introspection, but I do I do identify with that part that's part of myself. So you um, think that whenever she tells a false narrative, you think she believes it herself. She's not just Yes. Oh, wow. I think that she has rationalized her behavior at that time in her head to such a degree that she fully believes that she was unaware of how things worked. She fully believes now that Randall lied to her. I think that she's... That's correct. I didn't even pick up on that. That's my interpretation of, of her behavior in that way. That actually makes a lot more sense. I thought she was just always being her own worst PR by constantly mm. spinning the wrong narrative. But if she believes it... No, she's much smarter than that. If, yeah, if she's like deluding herself into the things she's believing, that makes sense why she has these moments of self-reflection too. Mm -hmm. Because you almost have to like step out of it, snap out of it for a second to be like, oh shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, And then they talk about the Canyon Club and... It was a whole mess. I guess there was a side character that saw this fight go down, filmed it, and Raquel is the one who asked her to send her the video and the one who put it out that James was being aggressive towards Allie 
And I think that girl also alleged that Raquel was sort of on a mission to take down James this season. Mm -hmm. So James wasn't wrong when he had that freak out that Raquel is sort of taking away all his friends and trying to position herself and get him out of the group. I guess that was true, but it was really (laughs) funny when Sandoval started yelling at him and he goes about protecting Allie he's like it was the first time she was around all of you nutcases so quite frankly I was protecting my girlfriend and what were you doing were you making out with Raquel in the back while Ariana was in the front you fucking weirdo (laughs) (laughs) I love him calling uh, Sandoval a fucking weirdo because he is everything he was doing is just so weird Mm mm-hmm Well, and then Ariana says that Tom was dedicating songs to her all night that night. You are a sick little freak of a man. Ew. You're bizarre. (laughs) So twisted. What a weirdo. That that really goes back to Andy being like, were you getting off on it? Yeah, you little weirdo. You little fuck. You are, you sicko. Mm -hmm. Gross. Okay, this is what we put a pin on in our first scandal. Did Sheena punch Raquel? A hundred percent. I think it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she, with a, in a court of law, closed fist punched Raquel. But I do think that she... No. She swatted at her with her acrylic nails and she... Definitely put her hands on Raquel, around Raquel's face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think she did like a whole boxer through her entire weight and decked her in the no. face. But this is my reasoning. <laughs> Sandoval takes like an hour to answer. <laughs> but he says uh, that on that phone call, uh, Sheena was boasting that I just punched that bitch in the face. I just punched her. And... Later on, Sheena tells him that on that phone call, he was also actively diminishing their friendship. So I Mm -hmm. think it's almost kind of became like a fair play. They both used parts of that phone call to come at each other and weaponize it. So I think if one of them was lying, uh, Sheena would have said, no, you're lying. But she... Never really said that, that Sandoval's line, mm-hmm. and then used another part of that phone call also as a weapon. And mm-hmm. and I think in the heat of the moment, adrenaline rush, she actually was saying that, and she actually did do some sort of, There was definitely a hand-to-face contact. And yeah. rightfully so. I mean, Dodie got fucking backhanded by Stassi and she took it like a champ. She was like, mm, I deserve it. So not advocating for violence, but hey, no. shit happens. I will say this. Um, you take your slap like a woman who's been having an affair for seven months. You really do. You take your slap. You take your slap and you move on because you've earned it. You've earned that slap. If it's coming for you and you know it's coming (laughs) for you, you might as well get it over with. (laughs) Just take the slap. You could, the pressure valve has been released. You can say, I deserved that. And then you can put it behind you. (laughs) (laughs) 
and then they talk about the open relationship rumor and Ariana says oh you used to coach me and Sandoval's like no you coached me and she goes because you need it <laughs> I was like this bitch is cold <laughs> he does though he's so oh yeah it's just so dumb you know it's like it's funny <laughs> and uh that andrew tate interview <laughs> straight out of jail interview um they asked him they tell him like you are such a effective and um good communicator is that something that came natural to you or is this a deliberate way and he talks about how the art of uh, manipulating language in order to invoke like a rage reaction, like he could say the most basic thing, but when he says it in a certain way, people react, which kind of causes the stir. And basically that's how he became known as this uh, controversial figure. But then he says he he's actually signed up to a service that emails him five new words every day. <laughs> <laughs> he has to memorize <laughs> and I feel like Sandoval would greatly both Sandoval and Raquel actually would greatly benefit from this service. should I just like sign them up what's their email yeah I think we need to get them enrolled <laughs> um, that's that's fantastic but then Sandoval actually no Ariana says um that he actually took out taught her this tactic that when someone says something wrong about you never let them finish a sentence which i thought was like wow that's a helpful tip that is a good tip that is a tip that i would give someone <laughs> and then they talk about uh how it was basically we've talked about this too on our previous recap that ariana wasn't willing to share things and everyone was like well she shared her body dysmorphia her issues with her vagina or her depression and again i had that thought as like well she shared things that are very much in the zeitgeist all the buzz topics going on on twitter woke twitter and mm -hmm. tiktok so everything that she shared did make her look good and probably yes and then <laughs> and then they started yelling at each other and sandoval he totally glitched out and he goes that was your tactic motherfucker <laughs> and then lisa goes did you just call her a motherfucker <laughs> i that was a a brief um a moment of levity <laughs> it was needed <laughs> I'm like, my God, plug that boy in. He is glitching. <laughs> uh, and then Sheena has her breakdown and says that she gave Raquel a bed to sleep and gave her a home. And then says that Raquel actually slept in bed with Brock and Sheena. Yeah. And 
Raquel is so emotionalist watching it and she literally says well as things are unfolding it's more realizations and more regrets she's literally having her <laughs> Kylie Jenner New Year's uh, this year I'm just realizing things and realizing stuff <laughs> Raquel, <laughs> Raquel's watching Sheena in a puddle of tears having a full break and she's uh, realizing some things. Yeah. And then Raquel, they cut to the one-on-one with her and Andy before. And she tells Andy that she regrets filing the protective order against Sheena. And then when they cut back to Raquel in the trailer watching Sheena's breakdown, Raquel says, oh, maybe I should have included a personal note along with it. <laughs> it's like... Come on, girl. You think? (laughs) You think? (laughs) Come on. And she said that ideally she was hoping uh, Sandoval would break up with Ariana so they could date. Mm -hmm. Because Sandoval was probably telling her that he's going to break up with Ariana so they could date. Mm -hmm. Well, and then Sandoval tells everyone that he's been faking it and living a lie for the last 10 years, which is an insane comment to make. Really? You've been faking it and living a lie the last 10 years? That is... Come on. Crazy. That is a crazy way to live. That and I don't know... I don't know if I believe him. I don't think I do. I think that he's trying to garner sympathy and, you know, seem like he really was unhappy, which I'm sure at times he was. But but that dude, end it. Move on. Do something else. That tactic doesn't garner sympathy because no. that just makes you look crazy because it's like, well, your yeah. unwillingness to take yourself out of the lie in this shitty situation makes you look crazy. Yeah. And so then, yeah, they're gearing up to... They give Sheena her good-as-gold moment, pop star dreams. Mm -hmm. And as they're gearing up (laughs) to uh, bring out Raquel, Sandoval leans... gets It's caught on, like, a hot mic or something, but he leans into Schwartz and says, green light, green light. Which feels like a code word, like a code word for now we're gonna execute whatever plan we had. Like green light, Schwartz has to say something or something, and that's when Schwartz takes out his Danny bottle, and Ariana goes, "Are you taking E?" <laughs> Which actually, <laughs> I love if Schwartz just decided to start rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Get high on ecstasy during the Raquel's bit of the reunion. <laughs> like everyone's like having an emotional outburst and he's just rolling face on E. <laughs> that, that would have been better than Zanny. But I still didn't get... He Then he throws the bottle of Xanax at Ariana. So I didn't get... Was it a fake out? Was it a fake bottle of pills that they were making a... He was making like a spectacle joke of it or was it real no i think it was i think they were real and i think it was like here do you want one before raquel comes out do you see andy was like he suddenly <laughs> chirped up a little bit it's like oh shit a whole bottle huh pills <laughs> what do we got here <laughs> uh do you want to pause it and just to make sure yeah what? 
Now that we're heading into Intoxicate me now, we can love it now I think I'm ready now